All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Speak to the Beak. I am Tim the Ferds, and it's a beautiful day, Keith. Keith is joining me. He is our kind of baseball guy that we do our baseball stuff with. Uh, Keith, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Great day for baseball. That's right. The snow is melting. Luckily, the Mets aren't here because they'd be in big <laughs> trouble in terms of playing their game. Um, so let's kind of tell the people while we're here. So you guys probably just heard a podcast from me and Keith a couple of days ago. And starting on Saturdays going forward, we're going to give you one baseball podcast a week. We're going to try to jam pack everything we got into there um, so that we can provide more baseball content because we want to give the people what they ask for. Keith's a company guy and he doesn't even write for us. He just likes to talk. So that's, he signed up for the perfect role. Yep. Um, so before we start with obviously in season stuff, we have some off season stuff to take care of. And we're going to preview every team uh, or every team from every division going into the major league baseball season. So we're going to start, we might just go in random order. We flipped for it. We got the AL West to start. It's a pretty good division to be starting off with because they are super terrible for the most part. But that means we have a lot of other topics to talk about. Um, so we'll kind of give you some betting picks that we like for Cy Young, for division winner. So if you're like a bunch of degenerates, you know, you're friends with Lou and you just like to throw your money away, we can help you do that. Um, and then we obviously have some other things to take care of. So does that sound good to you, Keith? That sounds fantastic. Yeah, it does always love some, always love some the uh, degenerate gambling. <laughs> That's right. Um, so before we do that, I'm going to keep saying it until people do it. We're going to need you to follow us at Beak Brands, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can follow me at Tim Ferdinand. You can follow Keith at Keith Hernandez with two Z's because, like we've stated previously, the real <laughs> Keith Hernandez was taken already, so he had to settle for the double ending. <laughs> um, and we're going to be hitting up with some content going forward. Obviously, if you interact with the Beak, Bands, Beak Brands posts, we will be there. Kind of like Trevor Bauer and Noah Syndergaard to be going back and forth <laughs> with you. <laughs> Just figured I'd slide that up. There. Yeah. <laughs> so why don't we hop right into it? Um, and we're going to start, like I said, with the AL West today. So here is currently... What we're looking at, if you're trying to do some, you know, futures bets on who's going to win the division, you got Rangers plus 4,000, Mariners plus 2,000, Angels plus 400, the A's plus 150, and the Astros are the favorites plus 120. But before we dive into any of those teams, um, since obviously free agency is still kind of going on because there's a lot of good players unsigned out there. Me and Keith are going to run through one person each that we like as our favorite signing. So I've been hogging most of the airtime here, Keith. So I'll give it to you first. <laughs> Who is your favorite addition out of any of these teams in the whole division? And why do you think that's your favorite guy? I think for me, the A's signing Mitch Moreland's was a pretty big deal for them, even though they got like kind of a log jam at first base between like Matt Olson, who's got a, a pretty decent glove and a pretty decent bat. They got uh, Mark Connor too, I think. Uh, they do. Who's they got listed as their like first DH? Uh, I don't think that Ch Mitch Moreland signing's completely official yet. Probably still waiting to get that physical pass. It's not on their roster yet, but he's a really good bat. He's got an amazing glove. Um, you know, for a team that doesn't spend a lot of money, I mean, they had to defer uh, Trevor Rosenthal's eleven million dollar year deal over like. 
five years. They give him like three or two million dollars a year for the next like four or five years. So I mean, for a team that's on a super tiny budget and doesn't spend a lot of money, this is a very good deal for them. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if they move one of their other first basemen's come to trade deadline for another piece. Yeah, that's what the A's do. They kind of wheel and deal. I agree. I like the Moreland signing. Like I texted you the other day. I guarantee you he'll hit like three twenty <laughs> or twenty home runs because that's yeah. what the A's do. The A's and the Rays are just two teams I'll never understand where you go into it and you're like, all right, they won't be good. And then you look up in September and they're like two games out of first place. And it's like, how is that possible? Yeah. What was that two years ago when the A's had like one starting pitcher that can go more than four innings? Yeah. <laughs> and they, were, and they, they were just on that streak. Oh, yeah, that's it. what I mean. I like, get it. Every other team that would not work, but for them, it works. And I it agree. Works. Moreland's a pretty solid signing for a team that expects to compete. Uh, my favorite guy is James Paxton. Now, if you read anything I write or you listen to me and Keith, you know I'm a sucker for anyone who strikes out a lot of dudes. And that's what he does. Now, he does walk a decent amount of guys. And he kind of gets injured <laughs> more often than you'd like. But the stuff is there. And the main reason I like it is because the Mariners seem to be mildly well-run in terms of making trades. I don't know about the rest of their organization because they haven't been good in a long time, but they, they do make some pretty solid trades. And what I think is going to happen with Paxton is he's back where he was because that's where he started in Seattle. He'll have a pretty decent year. Probably, I dare I say good. He'll be having a good <laughs> year. And they'll go to some sorry team that could have signed him for nothing in the offseason. And they'll be like, yeah, we'll trade you this guy to help you get to the playoffs. And you'll just give us some prospect who's good in AAA. And they'll be like, sure, we'd love to do something silly like that. And that's why James Paxton was my favorite signing <laughs> from this division for that exact reason only. Yeah, I agree with you. James Paxton is a really good signing for the Mariners. We spoke we spoke about this in our, our free energy podcast last week. Love but that. uh yeah he's he's gonna be he's gonna be good if he's healthy obviously. I mean that goes for everybody for the <laughs> most part. But I mean if he has an ERA under four and throws like a hundred innings by like uh, like the second trade deadline in like August, I think he's he'll be in good shape to, you know, get chipped out. Oh, I don't even know what it's going to be. He is 100% getting traded. Yeah. There's no doubt in my mind that man will not be a Seattle Mariner in September. (laughs) (laughs) He'll be playing for someone else. And then obviously uh, for me and Keith, our runner-up for this category who didn't make the cut was David Dahl. Signed with the Rangers. Um, He has shown flashes to be kind of good for the Rockies, but he's another guy that's absolutely made of glass. Always injured. Um, One year, $2.7 million. Coming off a of back surgery, right? No, so, uh, shoulder surgery. Shoulder surgery. Who who yeah. had back surgery that we were looking at before? I'm sure it's, it'll, it'll come up. When it'll come oh, up. Mitch Hanniger. Oh, Mitch Hanniger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to get to him in a second. Um, so why don't we just get right into it, Keith? We're going to go team by team here. Yeah. We're going to start from the bottom and work our way up. Mm-hmm. All right. Who is that, Drake? Started from the bottom, now we're yep, here. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to start old, with the Rangers. Break. Yeah, and get all <laughs> the way up here. Obviously, if you could tell, Tim and his pop culture reference is not up to par <laughs> here. So we'll start with the Rangers, plus 4,000. Um, they'll be in the new stadium for the foreseeable second future. Second time, right? They kind of opened it last year. I don't like it. 
I hate I, it. I don't like it at the, all. Hold on. First, first of all, the outside of the stadium is terrible, and it looks like similar to the to the Minute Maid Park. The inside yeah. looks very similar to Minute Maid Park. It just like with no fans last year, even with the fans there at the World Series, it felt so empty. Yeah, and the camera angle is atrocious. It's well, I'm assuming so they're gonna have that fixed. There's no way they run that back again. That's no way. Camera. No, because <laughs> when when they played there, because they played the playoffs there. Yeah, and I was just like, with the first like game or two, I was watching it. It didn't dawn on me that I was like, I don't know what stadium this is because the <laughs> camera was like pitched so weird. Yeah, and then they said it finally, and I was like, oh. But the reason I don't like it is because you know me and Keith are avid fantasy baseball players. And we can talk about some guys we like out of this division yep. for your fantasy team at the end. But the go- the best thing about the Texas Rangers playing in their old stadium was that you could just take any random left-handed hitter and he'll hit 30 home runs. You could pick <laughs> him in like the 15th round and he'll be really good. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to happen. Well, I think Joey Gallo, obviously, just because of the kind of power he has, will still hit 40 home runs. He's going to hit 210. Still hit 40 yeah, if you take that guy to rotisserie league, God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Chris Davis, I don't think he's going to be that good. In, uh... So I'm glad you brought that up. So let's talk about that. So when me and Keith were kind of going, we don't, I don't want to call it prep for the show. But what we do do is we kind of just like BS about random stuff that's popped up um, with some of these teams. And we kind of just laugh at them like we just did right now. So the Rangers recently traded Elvis Andrus for um, Chris Davis. Uh, not Chris Davis, you know, Orioles Chris Davis. Chris Davis. That would have been worse. Oakland. Yeah, that would be even worse, yeah. <laughs> um, why don't you try to tell the people at home what's going on with this trade? Because it's been like a week or so now, maybe more, and I still just don't understand. Yeah, I don't I don't really understand what they were trying to do. There's, they didn't, it's not like they had a log jam at shortstop with some like amazing prospect coming up. It's not like they had a hole in left field that they needed to fill. So it's just very confusing to me why they would think it was like worth it. I think Chris Davis is on a bigger contract too. I think Didn't he is. Well, like a ridiculous extension. Yeah. So <laughs> it just makes zero sense to me. And it could just be the A's like just being amazing at finessing trades. Yeah, probably. Just yeah. cut a major contract and got a very solid shortstop for it. That's that's more likely what it is. Yeah. And when me and Keith were having this conversation last year, we were talking about like our all decade stuff. Andrews was one of those guys that was kind of floating around the top. Your shortstop mm-hmm. was like kind of weak. Um, he still got decent speed. He's not as fast as he used to be. He's got a good glove. He's got a solid bat. They kind of needed him because Marcus Simeon took off. Yeah. But well, they were they were too cheap to resign him, but. Yeah. Same thing. Whatever. Same took thing. off. Resign <laughs> him. You know. When we get to the A's, we can talk about how they're going to spend. At most, like one dollar a player. Yeah, um, yeah. But that's what we got going on for the Rangers. So Keith, they are currently, I guess, favored to come in last. If that's how you want to word that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Lord do you think there's? The yeah. Do you think that there's any chance they don't come in last place? <laughs> um, I don't. I don't think the Mariners could be worse than them. I like. I think the Mariners have enough like solid players who uh, we'll, we'll talk about next, but like they, they have enough solid players that they'll be like floating in third or fourth place for like most of the season. The The Rangers don't have any pitching. They don't have a yeah, bullpen. Listen to this. Listen to this starting <laughs> rotation right here. This is what it's listed on their 40 man depth chart. Kyle Gibson, Jordan Lyles, 
Kohei Arahara. I have no idea who that is. I don't is. know who that is. Wes Benjamin, Co- Kyle Cody, Kobe Allard. Don't know who any of those three guys are. Dane Dunning and Reclamation Project Mike fulton This This Kohei guy it looks like he's signed from Japan. Yeah. 28 years old. They signed in March 2019. All right. Oh, no, no. No, he signed in uh, December 26, 2020 okay. with the Rangers. All right. So March new. 2019, he signed with some some Japan team. So but, that would make sense why I have no idea who he is. Yeah. He just came over. Okay. He just came over. But do you think <laughs> – that's a bad starting rotation, my God. That's really um, bad. And then in the bullpen, outside of LeClerc, I don't know anyone in the bullpen. Nope. No, don't know a single guy. name in there. And LeClerc isn't even like that good. I, I just fell solid. for it. He's yeah. solid. I fell for it one year and I picked him in fantasy. I think it was two years ago. <laughs> two years ago. Awful. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> he was so bad. <laughs> um, so I guess we, we try to give a little bit of optimism for every team, but the Rangers have no I, hope. I guess the most optimism we could give for the Rangers is that they might fix the camera angle on the new stage. <laughs> That's the best thing you might get out of them this year. They might have the they might have the worst record in the American League next year. I think they might be worse than the Tigers. I think they're worse than Baltimore too. Mm, no, Matt Harvey is pretty bad. 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 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're done with the Rangers. Sorry for the people yeah. at home. We're not. We're not buying on the plus four thousand. We're not doing it. Um, it's not even worth to put a dollar on it. That's how no. like it would have to be like plus twenty thousand, and maybe I'd consider it. That's how like little chance I have of winning this division. Um, so let's go to the next team on the list. That would be the Seattle Mariners. Like Keith kind of brought up before, they have like a, a, enough decent players to like kind of keep them afloat where they're not like horrendously bad where they make fun of them on MLB Network. You know, <laughs> or remember what the year, um, like when the Astros were in the middle of tanking and they were so many games back, MLB Network didn't even put them on the American League standing yeah. thing. Yeah. They were like 50 <laughs> games back. That's not going to be the Mariners. So, Keith, you have a, a topic or something you want to hit on with the Seattle Mariners. We kind of brought up James Paxson already a couple of yeah, times. James Anything Paxton. other than him? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to hurt to talk about it, but when is Jared Kalenic going to make his Major League debut? Has to be this year. Probably, yeah. I think I saw the other day. I can double-check it, but on the MLB pipeline thing, he was like the number six overall prospect in all of Something the minor like leagues, that. I think. Yeah, on, and he's see. a top outfielder prospect, too. MLB prospect rankings. Let's see what we got. I, re- I remember when he was first drafted, he was projected to like his ceiling was going to be like a pretty good like corner outfielder. And now his ceiling all of a sudden is like an all star center fielder. Yeah. But they got Kyle Lewis in center field. So he's not even going to play center. He'll, he'll probably uh, get. So according to Fangraphs, he is number five. Number five. Uh, he's behind Wander Franco, who we expect to be called up, Mackenzie Gore, who'll probably be called up eventually. Mm-hmm. Rushman from Baltimore, Randy Rosarena, who is already in the big leagues. Yeah. And then MLB.com's got him at four. Yeah. With and then Julio Rodriguez, another yeah. another <laughs> Mariners prospect. He probably won't be up for another year or two. Yeah, there's a lot of guys on this list. Uh, Seattle's got a pretty good farm system because, like I said, to start this, they've had they've like fleeced some trades out there. Yeah. Like they got they got four guys in the top 35. Three of them are pitchers, and the other one's Jared Kalani. And that's what you need. That's Three of them need. are pitchers. Oh, man. All right. So, I, like I said, I think Kalenic will be called up eventually this year. Yeah. And once he gets called up, is he instantly their best player? It has to be, I think. Maybe. So, I mean, Kyle Lewis yeah. is pretty good, too. 
if Mitch Hanniger can recover from the back surgery, he's also a very, very good hitter. Um, but, I mean, unless Justin Dunn becomes, like, amazing, they don't really... I mean, Marco Gonzalez is solid. Justice Sheffield was a top prospect before, but he's not that good. He's, yeah. like, a little below average. So is we Justin expect Dunn. Paxson to be traded, like we said before. Paxson's going to be traded. Uh, that... Uh, other guy that they had, the lefty from Japan that they signed like two years no, ago. Kuchiki, not I don't know how to say his name. Yeah, yeah I don't Kuchiki, know. I'm, whatever. I'm, I'm not saying it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but they have yeah. the GOAT, Chris Flexen. They do have the GOAT, Chris Flexen. <laughs> he had an amazing year overseas last year. He's um, so bad. That's, that's why he's back in the majors. But <laughs> I think his nickname is like Big Baby or something like that. Of course <laughs> so it <funny>. is. <laughs> but yeah, if, if Jared Kalanick call, gets called up, I think he's Instantly, their first or second best player on the team. All right, so let's revisit that trade because it probably makes us a little sad. It doesn't make me as sad as people think it should, but because um, Edwin Diaz has been low-key, like nasty since we got yeah. him. He just gave up a couple of home runs when we first had him, and now everyone can't stand him, but they don't like watch the game apparently. Yeah. Because um, I like that account you follow on Twitter because it always comes up when you like it. Like yeah. Edwin Diaz stat update or whatever it's called. <laughs> Every time he pitches, they update his stats at the Mets. And his strikeout per nine is like insane. Like 19 strikeouts per yeah. nine. It's let's, insane. Let's check this up on baseball reference while I we think I think it's that Mets it. analytics account, right? Yeah, I don't know what it is. They they changed it at one point to just the Edwin Diaz stat update. And it was like <laughs> so funny. Um so yeah, let's let's see what it is with the Mets. So just with the Mets, his strikeouts per nine is 16. Insane. Which, is, which is insanity. Um, his problem is, is that he's got a, a pretty high um, whip. I was say home runs per well, innings pitch with us is 1.8, which is double what it was in it's Seattle. Seattle. Yeah, so, but other than giving up a couple of home runs, like the way people hit now, it's either like strike out or hit a home run anyway or draw a walk so mm -hmm. i don't like hate it but if you have to look at the trade right now without knowing what kalenic is the mets could be in trouble on this trade because it looks like the dunn cano part of this is is a wash because dunn's not that good and cano, and cano is, is probably careers is, over so I, I, he's gonna get cut i think yeah i, I think, think so too he's, he's gonna either get bought out or we're gonna tr somehow going to trade him and we're going to eat half of his contract at least or 60% of the contract or something. But I so mean, if you just look at it, Kalenic for Diaz straight up. If you look at it that way. Yeah, it's not it great. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not great. I mean, if if we get like 2018 Edwin Diaz where his whip's under one, the ERA is like a 1.5 and, you know, his home runs per nine is like Slashed, under, under one. Yeah. Um, You know, that it could help a little bit and what we got this year and another year or two of Diaz. So if, I mean, if we don't, if we don't keep him for a little longer, it's going to, it's not going to be stay, great either. Yeah. 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 The only thing that might save that trade is if Kalenic doesn't turn into like Mike Trout 2.0. Yeah. If which, he's just I mean, like every other prospect and he's just like, he comes up and he's supposed to be like the next best thing. And he's just like super solid and not like Juan Soto. We're okay. Mm -hmm. We're yeah, I mean, we're okay. but if if you watch him play in the minor leagues, he does look like Mike Trout. Oh, he's so good. Yeah. <laughs> he's so, so good. <laughs> it's gonna be fun to watch their uh, their major league spring training games because he's gonna be up there until the end. I think. Yeah, for sure. Starting every game, for sure. Um, 
So like we said, the Mariners don't have too much hope for this year, but the future is bright kind of going forward. So let's talk about the three teams that actually, I guess, have a chance to win mm-hmm. the division. So we're going to start with the Angels. And starting today, we're going to introduce you to something we like to call Keith's Corner, which hopefully eventually we get a sound drop for. But, you know, we're working <laughs> on it. So Keith's Corner is going to be Keith's little five-minute spiel where Tim is quiet and Keith takes over about his overwhelming topic of the week. So obviously it's going to change when we do division previews to in-season stuff. could be trades, could be free agent signings, could be just a ridiculous catch you saw during the week when we get to games. Totally up to Keith. So Keith, I will give you the floor for your first official Keith's Corner on the LA Angels. All right. Thank you, Tim. Yeah, so we're, I'm going to focus on the Angels for today. First first thing about the Angels is that Shohei Hotani, I never want to see him on the mound ever again in my life. He is such a talented hitter, and his elbow is made of glass. If you saw him pitch last year, he was awful. I think he had like a five-mile-an-hour dip on that fastball. He was sitting around like 93 to 95, and he was getting crushed. His ERA last year, <laughs> oh, he pitched an inning in two-thirds, gave up seven runs. Like That gives him a nice 37.8 ERA. <laughs> that, it's like I he threw, I think he threw that was an he threw eighty pitches in an inning and two thirds. That's that's a lot. <laughs> over, that's over a whole 40, game. That's a whole game. <laughs> he threw eighty pitches in inning two thirds. That is awful. Um, that I I just never want to see him on the mound of my life because I don't want to see him hurt. He's just such a talented hitter that they should either teach him how to play first base. Stick him back. I think he played the outfield when he was in Japan. Um, put him well, back he's out super there. athletic. He's super athletic. Yeah. Um, I mean, they still got Justin Upton. Yeah, that, that outfield's pretty pretty full. I guess you could put him at first base. Let Albert Pujols CH for his last year, which is who I'm getting to next. Finally, it is the last year of Albert Pujols' contract. I know there are any Angels fans out there. You have been waiting for this day since, like, 2013. <laughs> <laughs> um, this man cannot run. He hasn't been able to hit for the last three years. Not maybe four. Anyway. Yeah, not consistently. <laughs> I mean, he's had uh, an OPS around 700 for the last four years. It has just been very sad to see such a great player just completely fall off the face of the earth. I mean, he had 40 home runs in 2015 and 31 in 2016. And since then, just been... Very, very sharply downhill. I'd be surprised. I I wouldn't be surprised if he hits under 200 for like the first like two months of the season. Um, but you know you're paying this man 30 million dollars this year. He's gonna be on the field no matter what, whether it's at at DH or at first base. But um, I wonder how this will affect long term contracts for uh you know older players going forward. I think it it already is taking a hit between like the money issues of the pandemic and more teams realizing that long-term player long-term deals for like old players are not very good but yeah so two things that i want to say about our first keith's corner here that was beautiful by the way Keith. thank you Uh, number one trust me i know all about shohei otani's um you know not so great performance on the mound because you know who had him in fantasy baseball last year this guy right here (laughs) And he put up like a fat negative 20 or whatever it was that game. It was so bad. Because I was like, oh, he's finally pitching. Let me throw him in there to see what happens. And I'm watching the game, and I'm just like, 
this cannot be real life. This man is still in here like 70 pitches deep into the second inning. And they're still letting him throw. Yeah. He's topping out at like 88 almost. And I was like, oh, my God. Bad. <laughs> real bad. Um, but they said they're going to try it again this year because he's healthy. Yeah, I don't like it. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> he's going to – well, remember – I when is when did he first pitch? 2018, 2019? 2018. He was awful in spring training. Yeah. He was so bad at spring training. And they still let him pitch uh in the regular season. He was pretty good. But um I don't know. I don't want to see him on the mound anymore. Kind of done with it. Yeah. No, I mean they have to the, the amount of money they gave him, they kind of have to keep trying until it literally just doesn't work ever. And they have to yeah. convince him just straight up one way player. In terms of Albert Pujols. For people that don't like the big contract, which is me. That's been me for a very long time. I don't like it. I don't want any part of it. Keep it away from me. If the years is double digits, I don't want it. You <laughs> can send them somewhere else, trade them, get rid. I don't care as long as it's not on my team. So I'm going to put my fine line in the sand here on what you said. If we're signing guys to 14-year contracts and they're Fernando Tatis Jr. and they're 22 years old, you can sign me up for that all day. Because you're going to get them probably with the way contracts go at their peak for almost a discount, which sounds ridiculous with the amount of money he's getting. And then by the time the contract's over, they'll be about mid-30s, so they won't be, like, horrendous. Like, with Albert Pujols, the wheels fell off the wagon, like, four years ago, and they're still just trotting them out there. Yeah, Bad foot, doesn't have bat speed, can't run, can't field, has no range. So he's a straight-up liability. Other than like being a clubhouse leader, which he still be he's still good at. Mm -hmm. um, and anyone who listens to this and likes spending a lot of money, like the silly thing the Mets are about to do, which we'll save when we get to the NLEs podcast, because yep. they clown themselves. Um, if you could find me any big contract that has ever worked out for a team with an older player, you let me know. I mean, the older players are going to get very short deals going forward and you know justin verlander and like nelson cruz for example two like older players that have been good somehow even though they're so old they're rocking on one-year deals right now every yeah. every year or two one or two year deals and you can cash in doing that as long as you're good yeah as long as you continue yeah. to be good i mean it's, it forces you to bet on yourself i mean as long as the money's there i mean i don't think they'll mind doing it i mean i'm sure a lot of players would rather have the security of a long-term deal just in case they do turn bad like Pujols and can just keep <laughs> racking in their money but keep racking in the money yeah so now that we got those two things out of the way like i said at the, the top of this the angels are plus 400 do you think the angels actually have a chance to win the division i'll no, kind of give you some key notable <laughs> players ready so you got pitching staff is some combination of bundy heaney Quintana, griffin canning otani potentially who keith hates and alex cobb yeah bullpen's actually I hate not Ohtani. i just don't i don't think he should be I, you don't like him on the mound i know um their bullpen's actually not terrible between iglesias claudio uh, a couple other guys but like that's it I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't know the names, and I except but their bullpen's been good. That's why I'm not trashing them. Yeah, and then like catcher, okay, they're a little weak at catcher, I guess, but everyone's weak at catcher. You know, first mm -hmm. base, we kind of just highlighted that. You know, you got Rendon, you got Jose Iglesias, who was really good last year. Yep, Tur turned the bat around. Keith kind of mentioned their outfield stacked between Upton, Mike Trout, and Joe Adele. So they have players. 
But do you think that they actually could make a run with the amount of money they're spending at the AL West? Uh, I'm going to say no, just because they got all their money in the wrong places. I mean, money in the right place, Mike Trout and Anthony Rendon, obviously. Two top players in their position. Like, that's... That's your that those are your two cornerstones right there. But th- I mean, spend some money on pitching. Like, go out there and get Jacob Rizzi or something. He'd be yeah. your, he, you. You sign Jacob Rizzi, he's instantly the best starter on the team. <laughs> <laughs> instantly the best starter on the team. Um, I know they made a run at Trevor Bauer, and he really wanted nothing to do with them because he ended up going to the Dodgers. And the yeah. the two teams left for him were just the Mets and the Dodgers. Um, do you think they should have traded Dylan Bundy last year? Yeah. Yeah, they would have gotten so much for him last yeah, year. Yeah, they would have. People, people would have freaked out for another starter. And he was I mean, pitching really well last year. He was pitching really well, and I hope he's good again because I like him. And I remember, I think two or three years ago, we were both watching MLB Network at the same time. We weren't, we weren't texting, but we were watching MLB Network at the same time. And they did a segment on him about how good his curveball was. Yeah. And after the segment was over, I went immediately to the fantasy baseball app to go pick him up, and you picked him up two <laughs> minutes before me. <laughs> <laughs> that's because i've always liked them because he strikes out a lot of, like okay so yeah quick intro here to my fantasy baseball strategy if you strike guys out i don't care what your whip is your walks per not i'll take you all right because on the games that you're on point like my old boyfriend danny salazar it's over you're not hitting prime before 20 shoulder surgeries danny salazar you're not doing it and everyone's like, oh, we only pitch just five innings. Am I a Cleveland Indians fan or whatever you want to call them now? No, I'm not. I'm here because he strikes a lot of guys out. I don't care. Four innings or seven innings. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> so if you want to pick, though, late round guys, so talking about fantasy off this team, Bundy and Heaney both strike out a lot of dudes. Yeah. Now, the only problem, with, especially with Heaney, is he's always injured. Like, always. I'm not, I don't think he's made it through a full season in his career. Don't, I don't think so either. No, I don't think so either. And Bundy has had one good season. So oh, you know he someone's going to reach He threw 180 him. innings in 2018, 30 starts, with one complete game shutout. So that's his only full season. Okay, so other than that, it's been tough for him. It's been rough. Yeah. So do you think, because I know saves are always a big deal for fantasy baseball, with the other teams in this division not really having like a true, true closer, is Iglesias the go-to guy for the entire division? I think so. He has a great track record. Um, I mean, it's it's really going to depend on how often can the Angels get the ball to him yeah. in the same situation. Uh, I mean, their offense is good enough to hang in there with any team. Their pitching is not great, like we said. Um, I mean, their bullpen's been solid. They lost Hansel Robles, <laughs> who's yeah. best legend. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, their bullpen's been solid, even with not having any big names. I mean, they, uh, we were saying they got Iglesias in there now. But I don't know. It would be very interesting to see what they can do. I want to see Mike Trout back in the playoffs, but uh, I don't really That's think it's going to happen anytime soon. Until, I mean, until the, the Astros get disassembled in a couple of years. We'll talk about that yeah. later. He's, he's going to be like the Dan Marino of baseball. Where yeah, it's like, oh, this guy is like the best player in the league, and they cannot do anything right other than him. Yeah. Um, so I kind of stand the same way with the Angels. I don't think they could actually win the division, but because they, they're one of those teams that needs like everything to break their way. Yeah. Like they need the Astros to fall apart now 
they need to crush the Mariners and the Rangers every time they play them. Mm -hmm. And they need to hope that Oakland kind of doesn't win like 100 games. <laughs> yeah. So while we're here, I just want to just throw this out there because for every other division, we're going to save our betting picks for the end. Um, but our favorite for MVP out of this division is Mike Trout. Uh, I know it's super chalky, but if he just shows up to the stadium, he should win the MVP this year. <laughs> so, <laughs> especially in the American League. Yeah. I mean, that's usually how it works every year. It's like Mike Trout, if he plays like Mike Trout, he is going to finish like first in MVP voting. Someone has to like have a ridiculous year and like not, they won't even outplay him. But like it was so like outlandishly good for this other player to be good that they'll beat Mike Trout in the MVP. That's how it works. Yeah, it's kind of like LeBron in basketball. Exactly. Find any excuse to not give it to him, even though he's hands down the best he player. Will, in he the will league. never win another MVP in his career. LeBron. LeBron. We can even, save that for our basketball. Podcast. We'll say, <laughs> yeah. That's another thirty-minute conversation in its yeah. own. But if you're here. Mike Trout, that's the pick. I mean, I guess if you want to throw some money on Rendon, you can, but you're just wasting yeah, your money. True. Mike Trout is <laughs> Mike the Trout only is. answer to the question. <laughs> so here we go. Two more teams left. So we're going in order the way that the betting lines has it. So the next team would be the Oakland A's. They're plus 150 to win the division. Mm -hmm. I guess I'll start this team off because um, they have a couple of guys that are staples of my fantasy baseball team. Right? You got – their starting rotation, when you look at it, it's not great, but it's pretty good. They have some guys with talent in there. You got my boy, Frankie Montaz, PED GOAT. Uh, you got Lazardo, who's finally going to be in the rotation this year, allegedly. We'll see how long that lasts. Uh, you got AJ Puck, who's always hurt, but he's he's like one of their top prospects. 6'7, by the way, 6'7 lefty. It's a big he's like boy. almost Randy Johnson. Um, their bullpen is, if you're not a diehard baseball fan, is a bunch of guys you've never heard of, and they're all good. Like Lou Trevino, Jake uh, Diekman, Petit's back. They just re-signed them. They got a bunch of guys. And then, obviously, uh, Sergio Romo is probably going to close, I would assume, who only throws one pitch and no one can hit it. Yep. Um, then Keith kind of mentioned them before. They've got a lot of guys that play first base between Olsen, Kana, uh, Chapman is like all-world third baseman. They have Andrus now at shortstop. And then their outfield outside of Luriano is a bunch of guys you've also probably never heard of, and they're all good except Piscotti's. Like you, it's a, it's a name. Dog. Yeah, Piscotti's a name. So for me, I really like this team. I like the way they operate. I mean, I don't like that they're a small market team, but they've kind of finessed it to the way that they are champions at it at this point. Yeah. Like they can build a team with no money whatsoever. I I don't know. I like the A's a lot. I also so, like the A's a yeah. lot. Uh, and I think. Are we allowed to give our, our favorites for the division you now? You want to give it? Let's do I, it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> we kind of just gave it away. Yeah, I think the A's are the favorite for both of us, and I think we'll uh, we'll we'll explain why later when we get to the Ashes. I think, but yeah, I mean, their pitching is far better than anybody else in the in this division. They have a really good bullpen, uh, probably the best bullpen in the in the division as well. I mean, they can pretty much slot anybody there into that. Uh, into that closer role. They don't really have a cl set closer, but between Rosenthal and Romo and Trevino, uh, Jake Diekman is too solid. Petit, they still got any, but any of those guys can really, can really throw. Um, I mean, Sean Murphy at catchers, he's held it down there for the last few years. They got a bunch of good first baseman. Matt Chapman is, I want him on the Mets so bad because he just reminded <laughs> David Wright so much. <laughs> he's so good. I don't care if he hits, 
230 last year. People care about batting average way too much. His pop is ridiculous. He's got a better glove than Nolan Arenado. You can hold me accountable on that. Ooh. Um, okay. They were they were high school teammates. That's that's how they got it. They they probably push each other to yeah. You know, be that be that good on the field. But yeah, I really like this team, even though they spend. They, I think Trevor Bauer is making more than their entire roster combined this year. Oh, 100 percent. I don't think there's anything about that. I don't even know what their payroll is, and I know that's a fact. I won't even fact check that. So. <laughs> Um, so let's bring in the, we'll talk about the A's and the Astros at the same time here. Cause those, those are like the two runaway favorites for this. For me, I like the A's more than the Astros kind of for one reason. And that's cause their pitching, I think is not nearly as good as yep. we're accustomed to seeing it. Like the, the Astros can still hit a ton. Guriel, Altuve, Bregman, Correa, Michael Brantley, you know, Kyle Tucker, et cetera, et cetera. They did lose George Springer, who, if you know me, is a little overrated, but he's still good. They'll they'll miss him. They don't they don't currently have an outfielder that actually is like a real name player on their team. Um, but their pitching staff, though, without Justin Verlander, can Zach Greinke and I guess the combination of Valdez, Javier, McCullers, and your Quiddy hold it down for the whole year? I feel like this is a team that would make a trade for someone. Yeah, they, I mean they have the pieces to make a trade. Um, the only question is, are they going to do it? I mean, Zach Greinke struggled last year at a four ERA. Um, the fastball is dipping every single year. I think he's gonna, probably going to top out around 86, 87 this year. If he's lucky. On he's the like fastball. the right-handed Jamie Moyer. At this point. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of sad to see. Cause I love, I love this guy. He used to be electric. He used to be so good. Now he's I mean, just, like, he's, super he still crafty. Is, he still is very good. But yeah. I mean, he's. I mean, Greg is going to go out there and throw two hundred innings plus, which is you know yeah, yeah. essential. Um, that's not what you want for your number one. You, you don't want the bare minimum for your number one to be like, go out there and two, yeah. throw two hundred innings, please. Yeah, um, <laughs> we're begging you. Yeah. Um, but I think McCullers is a free agent after this year. I believe um, so. Yeah. So like, this is a big like kind of prove me contract year for him. Uh, I mean, he's still young. Does that he's mean he's going to throw 50 curveballs a game? Yeah. I'm <laughs> sure. That's the only way he's going to get people out. Um, but, I mean, Valdez is pretty solid, too. So, um, but besides, they don't have a real center fielder, like you were saying before. Correa's on his last year, but I think Correa's overrated. Um, I mean, sure, he shows up in the postseason sometimes, but his bat... Just hasn't been there something like so, every. Like, so here's a question for you. I'm going to yeah. stop you right there. Here's a question for you about Correa. We're going to save the shortstop free agency stuff too, because obviously we know the shortstops coming up in free agency this year are like insane. Insane. Um, but just in general on the Astros, are we not giving them enough credit, even though they just got to Game Seven of the ALCS <laughs> last season? Hundred percent. We're not giving them enough credit. I think <laughs> we're all Astros haters, and we don't want to see them be good. I'll oh, see. Uh, my favorite part of them making it to the ALCS was that the Yankees fans kept crying that all they did was cheat. And that even with the same team, they made it to the ALC game seven yes, of the ALCS in a neutral site playoff. Yeah. <laughs> they had no, no way to do anything without Justin Verlander. If they yeah. had Justin Verlander, they would have beat they the They probably Rays. win. Yeah. 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 It's kind of weird though, that, even though, you know, the, even though the Rays did choke, almost choke a three, one lead yeah. or three, Oh lead, whatever yeah. they had. See, um, my thing is with the Astros is everyone's like, Oh, they're only good. Cause they cheated. No, it's not like they tanked for like five years and have like three yeah. or four first round draft picks just on their infield alone. That's not why. 
That's yeah. not why they're good. No, this yeah. is not like Correa's a number one overall pick. And, yeah. You know, uh, Alex, Alex Bregman's Bregman. like a number two overall pick. <laughs> that's but, not why they're good. That's, that's not, not why they're why. good. No, and they <laughs> traded for Justin Ver- Verlander when everyone thought he was Kyle bad, Tucker, and then he became Kyle good. Number three, I think. That's the fact. Yeah. He's number five overall. Yeah. Like, insane. So, insane. do you think that the A's run away with this, or it's then like no. a slugfest all the way to the end? It's going to be a slugfest. I think instead of you know fighting for the division in September, which is what usually happens between these two teams, they're going to be fighting for the division in like August, similar to Mets and Nationals in 2015. Um. I don't know their schedules, but I hope there's a division matchup or two division matchups in August that'll, you know, really settle the division. Yeah, I think that that could be the case, too. So while we're here, let's move to kind of like our betting part of this. And obviously, like, I don't want to stray away too far from our fantasy baseball stuff if you play fantasy baseball. But both of these teams are stacked. So you can't go wrong with anyone on like any of these teams. Yeah. Right. I mean, unless you have a guy that stands out to you. For like fantasy wise, yeah, either one. Like, I the mean, other guy that you're like obsessed with that you need to have. I, I mean, I love Alex Bregman. I think Michael Brantley could be a sleeper pick just because like a lot of casuals. He always don't. goes late. Yeah, he always, he always goes, goes late. late. If you yeah. play, if you play with a lot of casuals, Michael Brantley is a great pick because he's going to be there. I think Tyler and um, our league has had Michael Brantley on his team every, every year since like 2014. He's obsessed he with loves him. him. <laughs> uh, Jordan Alvarez is another guy. If you're yeah. playing in a league that's not going to penalize you for negatives on strikeouts, this guy's yeah, going to go out there and hit 40 home runs this year. Yeah, yeah, for like sure. Our league, yeah. So yeah, one of our leagues we don't play. Yeah, we don't play negatives in one of our leagues just because we want to see how high the scores can go. It's, <laughs> it's really fun. So if you play fantasy baseball and you don't try a format like that just once, it's like it's so much fun. It's so much fun because all people do is like we're just adding hitters and pitchers every day. And we're just going <laughs> to town. It makes it a lot more competitive actually than you'd think. Yeah. Um. So, I'll go first. Picks for the division. I'm gonna take the Angels as my winner. I mean, the Angels, Jesus. The Athletics as my <laughs> winner at plus one fifty, and then my upside pick. So, if you're looking to potentially get some better return on investment, I would not touch the Mariners or the Rangers with a thirty foot pole. So that means the only logical choice would be the Angels at plus four hundred. Because, like me and Keith said, if they if everything goes right for them. I guess they could win the division, but my yeah. safe money's on the A's. How about you? Yeah, no, I think I have to completely agree with you. The A's, I think, are the better team or the best team in the division. And they should win this division fairly easily. I mean, the Astros have a good offensive team. Um, I know we said we might be like overhating on them. They do have the highest odds to win the division, but I think that that is very, very off. I don't think they're going to be as good as, you know, uh, the the books are saying they're going to be. Um, and like you said, I think the angels are the sleeper pick to, you know, come close to win the division. Yeah, they're the only choice. I, they're the only <laughs> choice because the, the Rangers and the Mariners are just so bad. But I mean, even the odds for the angels are higher than I expected. At plus yeah, I, w- I wouldn't have put them at plus. I wouldn't, I would not. Yeah. I probably plus a thousand. <laughs> I probably would have given them. Yeah. yeah. If you want to wait on our other sleeper picks for other divisions, uh, that's what I would advise. Yeah, yeah, I would, I, I, I would just not go anywhere near the other three teams. I would just go Astros I, A's. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if the Angels are at five hundred or a couple games over five hundred at the All Star break. But they're they'll probably be solid. solid. I just don't think they win the division. No, like, do you no. think they have the capability of winning ninety five games? Like, I don't no. think they do. No, they don't have. And the that's probably though. what it's going to take to win this division. Yeah, ninety plus wins. 90, I don't think they can pull yeah. that off. No. Um. So we talk. So we got both of us are on the same page there. 
Mike Trout was our favorite for MVP. Let's talk about our favorite bets out of just this division, the AL West, for the American League Cy Young. So I'll just rattle off a couple of names, and then you tell me who you like. So you got Marcos Gonzalez, plus 2,500, Mariners. You got Lazardo 2,500, A's. You got Granky plus 3,500, Astros. Montas, plus 3,500, A's. Otani, plus 4,000. I know, your boy, mm-hmm. Angels. <laughs> so out of those guys, who do you, I guess, like the most out of for the AL Cy Young? I mean, I think I would just stick with the A's guys between like Lazardo and uh, Frankie Montas. I think people are sleeping on uh, Sean Manea a little bit. I'm a big Sean Manea fan. Uh, I really like that. him. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, do you but, have someone else on that list of guys that you want to choose? Those are just the top guys. You could pick I someone mean, else. I don't. I don't think Zach Reich is going to be that good. Um, Framber Valdez, I don't think he's going to... I mean, he's going to be solid. He's not going to be in Cy Young consideration. I don't think he's going to be the best pitcher in the league. Uh, maybe a sleeper Bundy pick. plus 5,000. Who's for plus 5,000? Bundy plus 5,000. Bundy? Uh, you know what? Maybe. Bundy is a sleeper pick. Another yeah. sleeper pick is Lance McCullers, who I don't even think is listed on the He odds. doesn't even have odds. He no, doesn't even have odds. He's not even on here. <laughs> so, I mean... I, I mean, Lance McCullers could come out of nowhere and have an ear right track years undefeated. Like, yeah. Yep. So, always. I don't know. So, if you had to pick one guy, I know you listed a couple. Oh, yeah. Which guy yeah. are you taking? Lazardo, I think. He's yeah, really he's, good. he's the safest pick out of all of them. Yeah. I would say Montas, but the way baseball works with his PEDs, even though from last year, they're not going to vote for him. They hate they're, him they're gonna, yeah. yeah, so that's just a waste of money. My guy, if I had to throw money on someone who's kind of proven, would be Zach Ranke only because I think the only way the Astros win this division is if Granky like goes nuts this year. Like, like you said, but, if he doesn't pitch 200 innings, they have no chance. Yeah. So he has to go out there and win them like 20 games. And if he does that, which he has done before, mm-hmm. he could win the AL Cy Young. But I wouldn't put too much money there. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I mean, if if he pitches like 2009 Kansas City Royals, Zach Ranke, except throwing 88 instead of 98, that would be incredible. That'd be insane. <laughs> Figures out how to do that. All right, so I think that wraps it up for us today. We're gonna be back next Saturday. That's when we record these. Yep. We're just gonna go. I guess I'm gonna make an executive decision. We're just gonna go across next division over AL Central. There's a lot more to talk about in the AL Central, that's for sure, in terms of teams that could be competitive or have upside, or I think mm-hmm. there is. Um, yeah, they do have the Detroit Tigers. <laughs> but, you know, I guess everyone has someone who's terrible. So if you like us here, make sure you, uh, you know, f- uh, follow the feed on Spotify. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Stitcher. We're, like I said, last episode, we're working to get on Apple there. They're a little more, you know, you need some other things you have to do to get onto the Apple Podcasts. Um, you can follow Keith at Keith Hernandez, two Zs. You can follow me at Tim Ferdinand, Twitter, Instagram. Make sure you follow at Beak Brands and mm-hmm. make sure you're coming back every week for our divisional previews leading up to the season. So sure. until next time, we're out. Yeah, see you guys soon. <laughs>